Have you ever been playing bingo and you're waiting for that one square that's in such a super obscure spot and you're just waiting to get that wacky combination that you just need that one square and you'll win the game? Well, if I had to summarize this series with the Red Sox, it would be you finally hit that obscure square and you won it bingo. Unfortunately, that's about all the winning that would have been done for the Angels in this series because they went and lost three out of four. Fortunately, Shohei Otani, Shohei Otani'd, and managed to salvage a win before they go into New York for the Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday games. But this whole series was just one of the most bizarre ones that I've ever seen from errors to base running mistakes to catcher's interference, all that, grand slams. This was just an up and down roller coaster. It was mostly down, but it was a bit of a roller coaster at times. But I might as well get right into game one. And uh, that was on Friday night. Angels ended up losing this one 5-3. to three. After starting out hot with a Hunter Renfro double that would score Rendon and Otani, that would be all the offense for until the seventh inning. And in that time the Red Sox ended up scoring five unanswered runs and would just tear it up just enough to win the game. Angels pitching didn't look fantastic. This was also the game where Sandoval only went three and two-thirds innings, but I will get into part of why in just a moment after I read off his stat line. He allowed three hits, two runs, zero earned runs, six Ks, three walks, no home runs. But... Three and two-thirds innings pitched is a very short outing, and that's not very good for someone of Sandoval's caliber. But to his credit, he pitched well enough to get into a deep outing. But unfortunately, Anthony Rendon, who had not one, but two costly errors, as did Luis Renjifo in a base running error and also had an actual error in the field. Just poor sloppy angels beat the angels, typical fashion, just completely erased a decent game from Patrick Sandoval. He didn't get the depth, but he could have, if this wasn't as overblown, horrible, atrocious, uh, what are some other adjectives I can think of? Horrendous defense that was on display for this game. And the bullpen came in and um, and ended up allowing three more runs between Herget and Loop. Berea came in and looked pretty good at the end when they were already down a couple and just kind of playing to end the game. But other than that, there wasn't too much on the offensive side other than Renfro's double. There was an Anthony Rendon ground out, but by then the game was already pretty much wrapped up. And we'll move right on into Saturday's game where this is got to be a top three Buttercup game of all time. Like, start out the game with a grand slam. Looking good. You know you've got a solid pitcher on the mound. And, you know, this... This whole team, like Tyler Anderson, we were excited about him coming in and he just laid an egg. 
just straight up laid an egg. Did not look good at all. He had four innings pitched, eight hits, six earned runs, only two Ks, four walks, and allowed two home runs. And over the broadcast, as he was, you know, looking like he was losing it, the whole crew was talking about how Tyler Anderson's game plays and the amount of need to feel for your pitches is amplified on a guy who pitches to contact the way that Anderson does. It makes everything exponentially worse. If you don't have good feel, you don't have the overpowering velocity or stuff to get guys out. You require pinpoint control, maximum feel, and anything other than that can lead to disaster outing. And that is what we had here. This was an absolute disaster. This was a straight-up train wreck. And Matt Moore came in, looked good for two innings, which I like seeing Moore come in for multiple innings. That is something I would love to see more of, more, more. So that is a positive sign. He got three Ks in two innings, a lot of hit, very solid stuff. Estevez came in, pitched a clean inning, and then Ryan Tapera. Now, at this time the Angels had retaken the lead. And they went, they scored in the first, allowed two runs. In the third, they allowed another. And in the fourth, they allowed three more, but then retook it in the fifth and the sixth. So it's now the seventh inning, and you're now up seven to six. And we go into the eighth after no runs in both the top half and the bottom half of the seventh, you go into the eighth inning. And this is when Ryan Tapera came in, who ended up leaving this game with uh, an injury, which is never good. He ended up going on the 15-day IL, which is very unfortunate. But I'll get to something else in this game that happened, and that was a positive sign, I guess. For now, it's kind of 50-50, but I'm getting off track now. But Tapera ends up going in for two-thirds of an inning, allowing two hits, three runs, one of them earned, one K, and a walk. And this part of the inning was an absolute disaster because Matt Dice, not one, but two catcher's interference calls in the same inning. And that was the third one of the game. I don't think people are going to comprehend how obscure something like that is. You could go three months without seeing one, and you'll see three in this game and two in one inning. And Thice did not look comfortable. He looks, I don't want to say terrible at the plate, but he doesn't look good. It, this whole experiment is uh, is dying, at least at the catcher position. Thice is not looking good there. I think they should move him anywhere else on the diamond, and I think that might be an improvement. But when Stassi comes back, then that throws a bit of a wrench into things because now you have a guy with no options and you're not going to carry three catchers. So if you cut him, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world, but he's the kind of guy who would get scooped up and then switch positions with a team that knows what they're doing, and then he'll turn into a stud. But that's neither here nor there. Dice looked absolutely brutal behind the dish and just gives you more reason to play a hoppy at this point. And then 
after that, Tucker Davidson came in for a third of an inning and closed it down. Yeah, this game was just brutal. The Angels ended up scoring some runs. No uh, no home runs other than the Gio Urshela Grand Slam. There was a couple doubles, one by Trout, off two by Trout off of Pavetta twice. And they left eight on base as well in this game. So you had lots of errors in early on in the series. You were hitting into double plays. You were leaving guys on, not stealing bags when you should be, and getting caught stealing and getting picked off. But... In this game, we had Mr. Zach Neto make a surprise appearance when he got called up and David Fletcher got sent down. And as someone who owns three Angels jersey, a Trout, an Otani, and a David Fletcher jersey, this made me sad, but it was also necessary. And to see him get sent down and have someone like Neto come up, it shows a lot of initiative from Perry Manassian that he wants to win and he will be willing to do anything that it takes at this point. But it, I get the feeling that it's not going to be enough. I still have that feeling that when one of the rookies hits that rookie wall, I don't even know how long Neto's going to be up here, but he struggled early. He hit, I think it was five out of his first seven were hit to Raphael Devers at third base. And that was it. He had a couple of offers. He finally got his first hit today, which was nice. But he hit into two double plays. But in fairness, they were well hit. So at least he's making quality contact. I liked that he was... He went eighth in this game, but he did lead off for the next two games. One of them was an off day for Ward. But I like seeing a guy who leads off in the minors lead off in the major leagues which is what he's used to, and it's where he's good. So that is a plus that we're starting to see adjustments made if they're needed, and right now they are because this lineup can be extremely hot and cold, as we saw in the next game, which we'll jump right into now. And this was the Patrick Sand or Reed Detmers game, sorry. That was the Reed Detmers game, and Reed looked really good. He went six and one-thirds innings, Six hits, two earned runs, seven Ks, and a walk. Very solid outing. And if you're going to tell me that you're going to allow two runs and I could pick how they were scored if it was walk, single, bloop single, walk, bloop single, or single home run. That is realistically one mistake pitch. And I will take that every time. And that's pretty much what happened. When uh, Justin Turner hit a two-run home run to take the lead after Brandon Drury hits an RBI single. That was a blooper that scored Rendon in the bottom of the second. And then the next inning, then in the third, we had Turner hit the home run. But if you told me I never had to watch Justin Turner play baseball ever again, I would smile forever. But unfortunately, he's still in the league somehow and still is an angel killer, which is unfortunate. But that's how the pitching went. It was one of those days where the offense just decided to take a nap. And yeah, just a tough loss. They only managed four hits in the game. And Garrett Whitlock had a very solid outing for the Red Sox, going seven innings, three hits, one earned run, five Ks to two walks. 
good stuff from Whitlock there. That's he did come back from. I think it was a single A, like a high A stint. I think he got like a rehab start or something like that, and he looked really good in that too before he came up. But and onto today's game, which was it looked like Vancouver weather in Boston because it was hammering rain all day. And it was a tough start. Ended up getting delayed for the start of the game. And then in the fifth inning, it got delayed again. So it took a while for the game to actually start. This game was supposed to start at 8.30. But it ended up starting around, I think, 11, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was, yeah, something like that. That might have been East Coast time that it was started. I'm not totally sure. But I know it took a while to start the game. But this game was a little bit more interesting. Hunter Renfro hits a two run, three run shot to left, and then Brandon Drury gets a sacrifice fly that scores Gio Urshela. So the Angels jump out to an early four nothing lead, and then right out out of the gate, Ref Schneider hits a RBI ground out, and Rymel Tapia scores. So it's now four one, and then in the second, the hottest guy on the planet again, Hunter Renfro, just continues to score in RBIs. Just hits in runs like nobody's business at the moment. And he gets an RBI ground out, and that is all the run support that we would need. The bullpen kind of came in after that. No scoring until the sixth inning. But after that, the bullpen was already taken over because after the rain delay in the fifth, Shohei Otani was taken out for Tucker Davidson. He ended up allowing a run in his three and a thirds innings pitched. He allowed three hits, one run, three Ks, two walks. Loop only went two-thirds of an inning in his appearance, which is kind of strange. Moore only went an inning after showing he can go two. Quijada went one. Estevez went one. Like, you have guys that you can push multiple innings, especially a guy like Moore. You can go multiple innings, as we've seen in this series. It is a little bit not frustrating, but perplexing that he only went one today. But a couple runs were allowed by Davidson, Loop, and Estevez. Estevez almost blew the save. Fortunately, he didn't. He did get a little bit lucky. He allowed two hits, a run, with two Ks and a walk. Got pretty dicey near the end. I was kind of a little bit nervous, but ended up getting a win. The boys shut it down. And we move on to New York. Now, that's tomorrow's game will be a tough one. It's going to be uh, Jose Suarez versus Clark Schmidt. Clark Schmidt is coming into this game with 10 and two-thirds innings pitched, no record, 1.97 whip, 8.44 ERA, 11 Ks to five walks. So not the best of stats. But you're also going up against Jose Suarez, who has... Eight and one thirds innings pitched, an 0 and 1 record, 10.80 ERA, a 2.28 whip, six Ks to one walk. So I don't like the Angels' chances in this game. I think if we're going to lose this series, we're probably losing this game. And if there's a game that I think we can win, I think it's probably going to be Wednesday's game, which is Griffin Canning versus Johnny Burrito. Brito, sorry. And Canning looked good in his start. He went five innings. So I think if you can get that again, if the bullpen doesn't have to be worked too much in Tuesday's game, 
this game could be a winnable game because if you don't have to use so many of your arms early in the series, you can use them here. So you'll have your Quijadas ready. You'll have your Estevez is ready. Like you'll be able to use the guys that you want to use, not because they're the only guys left. So this game here with Canning versus Brito, I like that one. If we're going to win a game, it's probably going to be that one. But I also wouldn't put it past the Angels for maybe getting up for a Patrick Sandoval game for once. And he's going up against Nestor Cortez. And that's also a very winnable game. It just depends on if the offense decides to show up or not, really. Because Cortez is probably going to pitch well. I can't imagine he's going to struggle because even when we played him last year, he pitched pretty solid. And that's a tough series coming off of a loss like all all three of those Red Sox games. They were all close and winnable games, which is really frustrating. As a team, you can kind of feel that morale is down. So it's kind of kind of just one of those series where you just want to get through it without getting swept. And I honestly have absolutely zero faith in Jose Suarez right now. I'm surprised he's even still in the rotation. But I would bet money that we're losing that game on Tuesday. If we lose the game on Wednesday, I think we're getting swept. Just straight up. I'm surprised they didn't get swept by the Red Sox. But that's that's not great. But fortunately, we do get, I don't want to say a break. Because the last time the Royals came to town, they swept us. But they do end up getting the Royals on Friday, and that series goes until Sunday, and then they get the A's for four. So the schedule does lighten up to end the month, and then after that they get go to the Brewers, but that'll wrap up April. Right now, I'm really just focused on trying to win two or three from the Yankees. If they can win one game and look good, in the other two, I will consider that a win with the way that this team has looked over the last four games. I honestly can't say that I have much confidence in them to go out and take two or three from a playoff team. That's not where this team is at right now. I don't think this team is very mentally strong at the moment. They looked defeated in some of those games. So it's kind of concerning I hope I'm wrong. I think they are very capable of winning two out of three if they just turn it on at the right time. But it's actually doing it. It's a lot easier to say it than it is to do it. So go out and prove me wrong. I hope you do. But that's all I've really got for today. I hope you enjoyed. Make sure to like it wherever you are. Leave a rating and share with a friend. And most importantly, go Halos.